Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Shabazz and of course I'm joined by my two other tan gentlemen, you know, all tan from the sun, from the pool, from that LA life. Daniel and Anthony. Anthony, Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's nice. I, I was a little confused. I'm like, hold on. Is he talking about us being the tan gentleman? Yeah. Yeah. You guys, nice. look, you guys look tanner. We do look tanner. Yeah, we yeah. definitely are tanner. Yeah. 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 Danny Tanner. Danny. I, I, I came out darker from LA for sure. There's a point where... I, I came out with more gold chains. You did? More, you did? More, uh, you did. More chest hair. Yeah. yeah you more did. chest hair. I don't know about that one, but yeah, yeah you did. But yeah, you because you fell asleep a lot on the... Like where the pool area was, and when you fall asleep, Anthony. By the way, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but you look—you've been shot mid-sleep. Like that's how you sleep. Like you look—you look like, no, look like someone su- like someone surprised you. Dude, you were shot you. dead to the world. Yeah, <laughs> you were you, your gone. mouth was open, and you were like, <clears throat> "I had my hat over my face." What are you talking about? There was a point where you didn't, man. No, I did. No, there was a point where you didn't. You, there, I mean, you have photos. Well, well, why would I be taking photos of a man <laughs> sleeping? No one at the pool is going to be like, that sounds like a normal That's thing. A, I'm going to let this man be. Also, I feel like there's a thing in LA again where we just. I, I just want to make I don't want to come off very just like <laughs> Los Angeles <laughs> but uh, there's this thing in LA that I feel it's very uncool to take pictures of things yes so like I was just very I felt very like self-conscious every anytime I was like moved my phone into a position to take a picture yeah yeah because people be like are you really taking a picture right now yeah are you stupid that's yeah. a palm tree yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that it's there's a blue a sky like the, yeah. Uh, yeah the ego everyone that, has that culture. an ego that culture there, you know, right. it's, it's very goes. different. Well, we're talking about LA because we just got back from it. Not as in just right now, it's been a couple of days, but according to the magic of time, it's, we just got back is what I'll say. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll trust your word on yeah. that. I have to ask for, from this trip, what was your favorite meal? There was a lot of great meals, a lot of great, but meals. I will say obviously what we'll talk about a little yeah, later. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, there was a certain event that we went to that was themed around a show that's coming out. Right. And there was a lot of really good food that was going around there. There and was. I just, I, I was like having dreams about it this week. Cause like there was this, there was like this one magical plate that went around once. I never saw it again. Okay. But it was like these chicken skewers. And yes. I, and I had it once and then they just disappeared. I didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you, I, yeah I don't know where you went when they, it was Anthony and I, and I had it. I'm like, oh my God. You went to uh, to the washroom. This, I might've gone to the Yeah. Bathroom. This was amazing. And then I just never saw it again. And then I, the next thing that came around for the next couple rounds was like vegan strawberry ice cream, which was also good. I didn't have that either. That, that also yeah. came around. I didn't have that either either. Yeah. But you no. saw, it looked like a drink though. I was holding. Cause it I remember like you were holding it. I just was. Uh, Daniel, your drink is so thick. Yeah. Is that a daiquiri? I'm like, no, it, no, it looked no. like, it looked like a yogurt. Yes, yeah, for sure. sure. Wouldn't I mean, be surprised though yeah. in Los Angeles. Yes. How about you? Uh, you know what, man? We had some really good Shake Shack, Anthony and I. Yeah, I think that was my favorite. Yeah, meal. that was that was me a really you, good meal. It, like, dude, it was like we don't have Shake Shack in Canada. No, we don't. There's no Shake Shack available. So when we have the opportunity to go to one, I'm always going to one. Yeah, and it always like hits the spot. And it, it was really, really good. And that's time. and that's when you passed out afterwards it, when I was at the pool. True. Yes, yeah, that true. is true. It's true. No, there, I, I think at the event though there was this beef wellington steak type yeah. thing that oof, that sent me yeah, that yeah. that definitely sent me so yes what we're talking about here is we were at the lord of the rings the rings of power hollywood premiere 
Um, you know, we want to shout out our, our friends over at Prime Video for uh, for having us there, and you know, super grateful to them for showing us a great time in LA. And uh, we got to watch the first two episodes as well, which we can't talk about yet. No, I don't even so, know what you're talking about. So really, it's all a secret, but it isn't at the same time. But we will have be having our reviews and our interviews dropping very very soon. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it very soon in announcements. Very very soon yeah. in announcements. Uh, but let me first kick it off with our little spiel that we do. Remember that spiel? The spiel. I mean, What's the, spiel? Man, the spiel, you know, we're, we're in LA now, man. We're in LA. As always. The spiel is so Toronto. It's just a Toronto spiel. Oh, that spiel. Yeah. As always. Oh, yeah, the show. As the show. always. The show you got your part, brand yes. new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for review episodes on all the latest movies in the series. Make sure to follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can join our Discord as well. You can write into the show at hello at the moviepodcast.ca. You can check out our show notes for all those links and more. I'm going to do a quick little mailbag here. <laughs> oh, you did it for me. <laughs> I Thank did it for you. you. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Austin Brown. Austin Brown says, Hi, guys. I just want to say you guys are awesome. Please shout me out on the next episode. This is my favorite podcast. Should we shout out Austin Brown? What's up, Austin Brown? Thanks for making this your favorite podcast. Thank you, Austin Brown. Are you sure? Are you sure you're not Austin Butler? What? What? <laughs> you know what? Do you, do you think Austin Butler would only change his last yeah. name? <laughs> yes, just by a couple letters. He, chose that. he made that decision. He's like, I still want to keep my first Guys, name. Guys, I love that you gave Elvis a real gem. Yeah. I just want to let you know. He's like, my I'm name Austin is Brown, Austin Butler. Is, is he from Texas? I we don't, don't know. I don't know. He didn't put Austin where he's Brown, from. let us know where you're they, from. They, they didn't put where they're from. What up, Austin Brown? Thank yeah. you for uh, shouting us out. Or what? for us shouting <laughs> you out. <laughs> you know what? This is the kind of shout out you get from Anthony. That it's just <laughs> kind of everywhere. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Austin Brown. Austin, thank you for, for, for writing in and telling us that you're, this is your favorite podcast. Thank you. Uh, just hope you don't know. There are a lot of other podcasts out there, too, but don't forget about them. Don't tell them, man. Forget about don't them. Don't tell them there's this is, the only, this is the only one you need to worry about. <laughs> uh, but let's jump into some announcements from Daniel. Uh, yeah, so there's lots going on. So we didn't just go party it up and eat Shake Shack and eat food by the pool in LA. Uh, we did do that. Uh, but we have lots of incredible The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power episodes coming your way and it's all starting next sunday so next sunday we're going to be having a kickoff we're kicking off an interview series so this is the first time we've kind of done something like this because we have so much interviews and episodes prepped from our time in la at this premiere and with the cast of the show that we got to talk to starting sunday we'll have a new episode every single day leading up to our review on wednesday so expect part one of our interview series on sunday part two on monday part three on tuesday and then that will lead to a review on wednesday at 10 a.m eastern time where you'll be able to hear our full thoughts on the lord of the rings the rings of power now this week we still have lots of lord of the rings you know uh episodic things coming your way we will have our social reactions coming out as well too so those are going to be dropping on the 23rd so you can look forward to that we'll have our posts and everything made for you to see um and then obviously we'll be teasing uh you know these episodes to come because we got to talk to the majority of the cast members of the show we're so excited to talk more about it but until we can 
stay tuned for that. Uh, later this week, we also do have another special guest, not from The Lord of the Rings. We're a trio of special guests, so look forward to that on Friday on the movie podcast. So there's lots to look forward to, lots to be excited about. And then we have Fan Expo starting this week, and then we have TIFF starting in a couple weeks from now. So there is just, we're full steam ahead here. So you're saying we're going to be busy? Uh, yeah. I love, again, we, you know, we said in May, can't get busier than May. Can't get busier than June. July and August is going to be really quiet. Oh and then, what did, what did, I said that. I said that it was going to be busy. You yeah. Did. And then, and then Anthony's like, listen, Daniel, I've seen the future. We're and I see in LA. Shake Shack. <laughs> I see you eating chicken fingers by the pool in yes. LA. So while you guys were eating Shake Shack, I felt like, like, like there was a, there was a lot of, you know, I guess parallels happening or yes, especially like Shay and I waiting through customs and Anthony's chilling in the lounge. Yes. Uh, you guys were, you know, going to uh, visit uh, Kith in, in LA. And I was just like, guys, you know what? I'm just going to chill here at the pool. Mm-hmm. And I was just chilling at the pool. People bringing me drinks and yep. eating chicken fingers. Oh, like yeah. I felt very important. Oh yeah. I felt very, very important. When we, when we, the little thing about Kith, it took us like at least, 10 minutes to figure out how to get oh my god get into there's the no like entrance there's an escalator that i guess we passed yeah um but that leads underground yeah. to like this parking lot that leads into kith i now realized you know when we were walking down and i said hey i think we can walk through there that would have been the entrance it's like the room of requirement it just shows up when you need yeah, it yeah it when feels like it's it. so weird yeah but remember, you think we're from the because i realized that but was that the family garage went entrance. downstairs and, yeah, and like, we never saw that them family again. though could not figure out anything. <laughs> yeah, no that offense to that down, family. <laughs> downstairs and then they turned around. So I thought, oh shit, they yeah. want to go into Kit too. They went downstairs to where it was and still walked away and then came back downstairs and were like, oh, you guys are going to Kit. And then remember <laughs> that girl thought that we worked there and I was like, thank you. Yeah, that was, she was so nice. That. She's like, hi, I uh, just want to know where can I find this? And I'm, Anthony and I are posted up. We look like we work at Kit. Yeah. Uh, as in I our, actually had an ice attitude. cream in my hand. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get the ice cream from? I had a Kit treat. They have like Kit treats right outside the yeah. Dogs, though, man. No, they're, they're ice cream. <laughs> they're really good ice cream. They're yeah. really, really good. Oh, interesting. And uh, I was wearing my movie podcast shirt. I'm like, oh, you think this would be in the Kith collection? The that's Kith collection. No, that's so sweet of you to think that. <laughs> but yeah, that was an interesting day. Yeah, yeah. But then we had some Shake Shack, and then yeah. we went back to the pool, and we spent like a like we spent saw like three hours in that pool. Yeah, I was I was there from like twelve to like four with you guys yeah yeah uh and then oh, you guys joined we me got a, we yeah. got it we got back to yeah, one yeah 130 yeah it was nice yeah. yeah i miss i love a good swimming pool oh yeah and it was a saltwater pool it was too. crazy like yeah. the other day there and this is just a little bit off topic like, the other day there was like a a shoot like there was a, a drive-by some rapper almost died near yes. our hotel like across the yeah. street from us yeah we, little, we could have been scary we could have been caught up in that we could have been yeah because we were walking around that area a lot 100 yeah. percent you never know. You never GTA, know. GTA man, we it, got out. We got time. out right on time. I booked yeah. the flight to make sure we avoided. The it was a couple by. of days after, but still, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was ready. That's <laughs> why I was still, ready. It was ready. Still, anything can happen. Now, a- anything man. can happen. But we'll we'll talk more about the event and, and and everything that we kind of went to towards our topic of the show. Before we do that, let's jump into our news. The Flash star Ezra Miller seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. This is from Brent Lang and J. Kim Murphy. In a statement provided to Variety by a representative of the actor, Miller broke their silence about the troubling behavior that they have exhibited in recent years, which has led to a series of legal issues and assault and abuse allegations. 
Miller apologized for their actions. Having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I'm suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment, Miller says. I want to apologize to everyone that I've alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I'm committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. Daniel, what are your thoughts on this announcement? Something that we recently heard that Warner Brothers was basically thinking about three different avenues to go down with the whole Ezra Miller yeah. debacle. And, and, I, and I remember like there was that meme going around from It's yes. scary, scary, not, not scary, scary, and very scary. Yeah. Um, I think this apology, you know, it's coming a little late, obviously, because there's so much that's happened. And I felt like every other day there was some type of new thing that we're hearing about wearing a bulletproof vest having people at his on his land there's so much here um and again these are just words right now and it's like not until things are acted upon that we'll see that i think the the issue with this um and again we've spoken so much about this already but i think the issue with this apology is that we knew this was one of the options. Yeah. So you're like, oh, they went with option one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think I, when it came out, that's what we were kind of talking about. And then I think that this would have maybe hit a little bit more if we didn't know this was just a PR option, one of the things that they were going through. You know what I mean? To, to kind of weigh their options with this. So, I mean, the release, and I feel bad for Andy Machete and the entire you know, team behind the flash because there's just so much attached. There's so much extra baggage now on this film and, you know, Warner brothers isn't in the greatest spot right now with everything that's going with HBO max, everything that's going on with Batgirl and Scooby-Doo and all the stuff that they're just removing from their, from existence. Um, I feel like this apology kind of came and went and no one's really going to remember that he apologized and yeah, I don't, I don't really know what comes next because who knows what comes next after this. Do we know if they they apologized like on a podcast or an article? Or it was, was a it statement, just, just a statement. It was just a statement that was released. So we don't know if they actually said it. No. So Ezra Miller, because it sounds they, very like PR. Yeah, written, it's, right? and and that's what it was. It was a statement sent out by Warner Brothers, like or Ezra Miller's representatives, based on the, the apology. Right. So, right. Anthony, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, for me, it's it just feels too orchestrated for me to believe in it. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, mental health is a big issue and it's happening around the world. And yep. it's it's becoming more and more apparent with um, everyone. Like people are aware of it and we're talking about it, which is a good thing. What I don't know and what I it's what I'm trying hard to believe is. Is this mental illness, is it an escape goat? Is this just something that they're trying to put it under so you can have more sympathy so you can then go watch the movie? A lot of this stuff, time will tell. You know, it really will. Time will tell if Ezra Miller becomes better. You know, right now with this whole Warner Brothers and how they're dealing with their their talent and their content and their movies and TV shows and knowing that they knew what they wanted to do in this in this situation where they had three ideas planned out, it just doesn't come off uh, legitimate. It doesn't come off as uh, an actual uh, apology or something that they want to work on or Ezra wants to work on. So I don't know. And again, we didn't see it happen. They didn't. Yeah. It's, it's uh, just, it's videotape just, the, it just yeah. who knows? It just happened. feels like it, it was just, you know, something that's done in the PR space. Right. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, like, I hope Ezra Miller gets the help they need. 
that's the most important thing out, out of all of this but yeah right now it just it's just there's so much baggage and negativity surrounded by all this it's but it's, I'm, t- I'm tired of talking about ezra miller too yeah like it's done benito flash is done comes out and then we move on from it you know yeah it's just we keep spending time on it and harboring this this idea of like where dc wants to go with this universe yeah just Let cut it, your losses at this point cut with, it, with that you, cut know? It. Yeah. you know we met and we at the event which was a, an amazing thing but we didn't talk about ezra no 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 ezra in there but he was just super happy and he was like talkative and right about, you know what what he witnessed and what we what he made but you know, I feel I feel for him. I think that's I feel for that whole production team and the team that made this flash happen. I really feel for their creative endeavors with mm-hmm. with what they planned for this movie. And then you have Ezra being this recluse mm-hmm. and and then escaping under all its mental illness. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know, I just hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the, at the end of the day now, we're going to have to see what kind of comes out of this cuz this is this I don't think moved the needle. On Ezra Miller's popularity, no, it didn't. So it's not helping. It's not repairing anything. It's no. not making people like, oh, we can enjoy the Flash now. It's all good. Ezra Miller could participate in, yeah, in the press junkets and all that stuff. Yeah, I, don't think that's I definitely happen. feel like we're not going to be seeing Ezra Miller. I mean, the movie's still about a year away. We're not going to be yeah. seeing them in any of the marketing, really, or junkets. Um, so again, feel for Andy Muschietti and the whole team. So I really hope that they get to pump out their best work yeah despite all this ridiculousness surrounding the film definitely but let's jump into our next story which is a bit of a confusing one i'll be honest with you a bit of a head scratcher it's a it's a it's an interesting one for sure yeah it's the issues with i guess hollywood rights and licensing here the lord of the rings has a new rights owner what does that mean some ollie welsh of polygon Embracer Group, the ambitious, acquisition-hungry Swedish gaming conglomerate, wow, say that 10 times fast, (laughs) has bought the rights to make films, games, merchandise, and theme parks based on J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Amazon, which is about to debut its streaming series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, was a prime candidate to purchase the rights. What happened? And how come Amazon or another major entertainment industry player wasn't interested? Middle Earth Enterprises and now Embracer owns the worldwide rights to make films, video games, board games, merchandise, theme parks, and stage productions relating to the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit. But there are several caveats, exceptions, and question marks over the extent of these rights. The publishing rights of the books themselves aren't included. They remain with the Tolkien estate and publisher HarperCollins. The licensing rights to Tolkien's other Middle Earth works, The Similarian, The Unfinished Tales of Numenor, and Middle Earth are also still controlled by the Tolkien estate and HarperCollins. Although Embracer says it now owns matching rights to those works, meaning it has the right to match any offer the owners may get from elsewhere. TV rights are another major exclusion per variety. The right to produce a TV series of longer than eight episodes was carved out of the deal Tolkien Estate made with Saul Zaints back in the 1970s, meaning that Amazon was able to deal with the estate directly when it bought those rights in 2017, cutting Middle Earth Enterprises out of the deal. Finally, there's a question mark over the extent of the film rights Embracer has just bought. 
Warner Bros. through its subsidiary New Line Cinemas, the studio behind Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogies, has held the rights for years. But prior to the sale, the Saul Zanz Co. was arguing that the rights reverted to it in 2021 because Warner Bros. had not been actively developing new film projects. According to Variety, Warner Bros. didn't agree and it's entirely possible that the War of Rorim was greenlit precisely so Warner Bros. lawyers could dispute this claim. That's a lot. There's a lot there. There's a lot Dude. there. <laughs> Truthfully, I thought you were speaking Elvish to me. I was a little bit of Elvish um, for you, but the so gist weird. of it all really is that there are... The, the rights to, to Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits series are broken up in so many different ways. And this embracer group can make all these films and whatever they want. And they can even match when it comes to, I guess, controlling rights for the books and stuff. Yeah. So, or, so the, the book rights, publishing rights are still owned by HarperCollins and the Tolkien estate. Right. But they have the option now as the owner of Middle Earth Enterprises. Uh, so let's say Apple comes up to them or Prime Video comes up right. to them. Like, we want to, we're trying to do this. They can match the rights if they want to. Yes. It's so weird. It's so messy. And this is what sucks about, you know, big corporations buying the rights to things. Yeah. Because when those corporations get bought out, everything is just a mess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know, um, you know, when the Rings of Power was being made, that was a big deal. Even Jeff Bezos was involved in the, the in, you know, the figuring out dealings. the wheelings and dealings of all of that, right? Because it is such a mess where they own this, but not this. And you can do this, but not this. So yeah. it's just such weird bureaucratic tape in all of this. Yeah. Um, where I'm glad that I just, at the end of the day, I just hope that let Prime Video do what they're doing yeah. with their show. Because obviously they're carving out their own area of Middle Earth. And yeah. if you want to go to other places, awesome, do that. But you always kind of get worried, like, okay, what does this mean now? Yeah. Like, are they just, are they going to, like, we know that they want to do five seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. Are they, now that they see that somebody else owns certain rights to it, is it going to be like, you know, when Marvel, Marvel for a while stopped publishing Fantastic Four comics and, you know, and certain X-Men comics because they didn't have the rights to it. So, like, on the, on the, on the Disney side. So, they weren't as popular these characters because they also weren't making comic books. And, like, I just hope that it doesn't turn into a situation like that or like Netflix with uh, with their Marvel shows where it's like, well, we're not going to keep making shows if it's not for characters to be owned type right, thing. Right, you know? exactly so that. That's And that's where I'm kind of at with it. I just hope that everything stays status quo. I hope we still get this animated uh, War, of War, Rohan, War of Rohan film because like, that sounds really cool. And yeah. And it seems like it's only affecting Lord of the Rings, the you know, the, the first three books as well as The Hobbit. So yeah. like, are they going to... Are there, is the idea to capitalize on that um, that part of the franchise where we make theme parks, where we make video games? Because you can't really make a movie again. Imagine right, if they yeah. remade Lord of the Rings again. Like, like why? why? Don't do right? that. <laughs> Don't do it. Or The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it seems like I would I wouldn't mind like an amusement park where they really focus on the whole world of Lord of the Rings or even a, a game because it's been. I think we have had uh, we had Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of Mordor, War uh, of Shadow Mordor. of War, Shadow of War. Now we have the Golem game, the Golem game out. coming out. Yeah. yeah, and then we've had different like random um, like uh, yeah, a lot of just random yeah iOS games and stuff like yeah. that too, right? And even the books themselves, they're they're not a lot, and they're 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 not consistently made after too. So it's whatever you see or yeah. whatever is available right now is what really can be told. It's right. not like a comic book or a, a Marvel story yeah. where. 
they're still making Marvel books as we yeah. See, it's very right? much it's very much like Harry Potter, right? When you think yes, of it, it's but the exception is this is where I wish Harry Potter would do, where sure you could have uh, you have other people coming in and making their own stories and stuff where it's Lord of the Rings focus, where Harry Potter is just like no, only J.K. Rowling could write right. it and be part of it, right? Like expand, and I think that's if you want to keep Lord of the Rings relevant. Lord of the Rings came in. I've been watching a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff in the last, you know, couple of weeks, like movies and the, like the movies that are like the Peter Jackson ones. And they are like, these movies changed film. Like they changed the way people looked at blockbusters and things like that. Like mm-hmm. Return of the King swept sweeping at the Oscars. Like, right. You there. There's a reason why those that trilogies people, some people's favorite movies of all time. And you got to keep that top of mind just like star wars is now just like marvel is now you have to not pump out as much but you have to do something to keep a top of mind and i think the Mm -hmm. the show is a good step in doing that right yeah um it's it sucks because it's just like it's confusing and it's gonna cause a lot of weird um issues and coming out for movies and stuff like that but i really hope that they can just make it clean and not have an issue as long as it doesn't affect the amazon prime series at all i'm okay with this does this say like how much it was purchased for what those rights cost I, i'm not seeing it on here i don't know if uh Dan Lee have uh, it's, i'll uh, i'll try pulling it, it up it that. is surprising that amazon wasn't the clear winner in such a an acquisition yeah but i don't think they even tried they, right? I think they tried yeah because like i think they they realized that's not going to affect them like they already had their agreement with the tolkien estate so they could cut out this other middleman who owns the right you know what i mean which but is interesting though it's still like you you and it's a video game publisher of all right. things. Right. And, and Lord of the Rings right now is a probably a franchise that Amazon... Like, Amazon has, what, um, James Bond, right? Right. And adding Lord of the Rings as a franchise would just, just help them build that, that streaming service and that marketability for them in the in this Hollywood world that they're venturing into right now. Yeah. As well as migrate to video games, migrate to theme parks right because at the end of the day like imagine amazon opening up their own type of disney world like that would be prime worlds prime world whatever <laughs> who, whatever they want to call it but it's just it just seemed like it would have made sense for them to do it rather than having a swedish game developer yeah purchase it uh no uh no price for the acquisition was announced because they bought a bunch of stuff that day right. embracer oh so they're um, waiting for the receipt to come in yeah they're okay. waiting for the receipt to come in um uh, but it's uh the estimated total cost for all eight acquisitions they did that day was around 780 million oh that which seems very small, small compared yeah. to, like you would have thought lord of the rings alone would have been like a billion dollars or more Over, yeah but i also think it's because there's so many like caveats to right the ownership right that they a lot don't of, own a lot of the, asterisks yeah on they everything. don't own the lord of the rings they just own the licensing yeah, you rights. own one of the rings only you know oh, what I mean? okay yeah. so like i think and i think that's why amazon's just like why why do we want licensing rights we could we're making we have the rights already to do what we yeah. want amazon, we don't we don't need yeah. it the token, token estate a, the token estate yeah. is pretty smart and what they did uh they don't want to like give it all up like George Lucas with his yeah. with his content. Hey, for Billy though. Which is and I think it was even more because of the stocks that he purchased. It was like seventeen yeah. billion or something like that. Insane. And at the at at the end of it all. But yeah, they're pretty smart into who we selling to, is it the right time to? Right. And you know, does it make sense? Especially because the Rings of Power is coming out. This is going to kind of They probably got more because of that. Jumpstart right? the Lord of the Rings world again. Yeah. 
and for the next five years and who knows what comes out but i was really looking forward to that um, animated i think it'll still happen it was that was going right to hbo no that was a that was a theatrical well didn't we get a screenshot that came out of it too not too long i remember it was so long yeah but again with this new warner brothers nothing surprises me Uh now right Uh that's true that's very true not sure what accent i'm doing uh next story here was it new zealand yeah it could have been no, that's South African now. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> is that Charlotte Copley in here? Yeah, that was Charlotte Copley. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was uh, Leo in Bud Diamond. No, I thought that was like the the what's his name, the dude from Thor. Oh, uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. That was Taika Waititi. No, I wasn't. But thank you though. Hey man, thank you for playing this game. The world's go ahead. Sorry, Daniel. Uh, no, I was going to say the War of Rohim is coming out April 2024. Wow. Um, so still lots of time for Warner Brothers to cancel that one. Am I right? They oh. have a lot of <laughs> options to cancel that. They're probably getting ready. Yeah. Discovery's just like, what's the Lord of the Rings? What's a no. war? Is this, what? can we have a dating? Is, is there a 90 day, <laughs> is there 90 day fiance <laughs> yeah. condition? Yeah. And they get a ring at the end of it too, right? Yeah. So. The world's second biggest theater chain is filing for bankruptcy. This is coming from Ryan Dinsdale of IGN. Regal Cinema's owner Cineworld is preparing to file for bankruptcy within the next few weeks uh, after the post-pandemic return to cinemas didn't prove as profitable as expected. As reported by the Wall Street Journal, the London-based Cineworld is as expected to file for bankruptcy in both the UK and US, having amassed $4.8 billion in debt. It operates more than 9,000 screens in 751 locations around the world, including Picture House and Cineworld Cinemas in the UK and Ireland, Cinema City in Europe, Yes Planet in Israel, and Regal Cinemas in the US. It is the second largest theater chain in the world following AMC, which has weathered post-pandemic issues, partly because of the booming a meme stock. Remember the meme stock? Oh, right, yeah, right, 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 and wheelings and wheelings and dealings with Cineworld here in Canada. Okay, I was going to say, I don't think we... Did they try and acquire did, did, did us? Did <laughs> they try and acquire us? I, 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 I talked to that part. I said, never, never in your life will you get the movie podcast. I don't know what accent Shay's, Shay's doing today. That's, that's, that's my... That's accent, my uh, duty today. That, <laughs> that's <laughs> my negotiating accent. Do you not like it? Yeah, you you can't come I over here. I don't know here, what the hell that is, Because that's the henchman. That's like his... Uh, <laughs> hey, the boss. Hey, boss. Hey, yeah, you can't do that over here. It was, Daniel and I were driving down 10 the day, and I don't know why, but we kept for some reason doing um like dumb henchman quotes like yeah. we were just we were at the red light i'm like uh hey boss uh, you think i should go straight go get them you idiots <laughs> yeah we're doing that yeah i don't know yeah, why don't know, yeah. it was fun it was uh, the tangent anyways the point is cineplex i remember was you know being bought out or there was this possibility of a sale to cineworld back in like 2021 2019. 2019. 2019 and yeah. 2021, it was like, okay, this is clearly not going to happen. It's not going to happen, yeah. Because of this pandemic we're going through. Yeah. They backed out right at, right after COVID, like right during COVID. They're like, right. no. Yeah, we can't afford this and right Cineplex now. And Cineplex fought back. And so right now, it looks like they're going to be awarded $1.24 billion But if you go bankrupt, damages. do you still have to pay that back? Is that part of the $4.8 in debt, I guess? Or I don't, is, I don't know. know. It could like, be. It could be acquisition Cineplex now migrates to Europe. You know, it's like a movie. Cineplex goes to Europe. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, what if Cineplex, What if out of this whole bankruptcy, because Cineworld owes that money, that money is now transitioned into 
uh, property and land. Right. The Cineplex. It sounds like like olden days. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Murdering, <laughs> but it's true. They, for Cineplex berries. owns Portugal now for some yeah. reason. But because they have they've own money and they yeah. have land and assets the cineplex own that land the, the i don't know like international law is not in my fucking criteria but yeah are you sure i always no. thought of you as a man of international law <laughs> yeah my international law is is <laughs> don't bring guns in a plane yeah. okay anthony we <laughs> that's, know it's good um next yeah, you're okay though yeah. how does that work like this cineplex just was it just a win for the papers to say, "Hey, we we actually won this one point five I believe. I believe the way they have to settle it is that the daughter of Cineworld has to marry the son of that's Cineplex. Cineplex. Yeah, that's. I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's how it goes, that's and then their child will be the new theater chain that will unite the nations. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, all theaters and streaming yeah. will be will be all together yeah, at once. It's so weird. Again, I don't know what's going to happen with all of this because again, this is just all. It's all make believe numbers for now. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, all that matters is the people behind this, the people that this will affect, the, yeah. the humans who are working for these companies, and we hope that they stay still. They have still have work. They still have jobs, and they still have you know I, income coming in for them. I feel like I feel like everything will be fine in the sense that like you know whenever most companies <laughs> declare bankruptcy, they end up just for some reason just all getting swept under the rug. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, this could be detrimental to. You know theater chains across the world but we really well, hope it's, not it's a sign because you know second biggest theater chain in, in europe or sorry in, in the world America, in the world and it's all in europe and when you you know take all these these um countries they're they add up more than what you see in right. the united states and canada so you know if theaters are not doing well there right and we we this year has been such a successful year in terms of box office for top gun and a lot of movies yeah but not the most successful right uh, it's 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 coming it's on the rebound right now it's right? on the rebound but yeah. is it sustainable for the next you know five ten years no. are we going to see something like that happen here so there's two things that i want to say to that the first thing um we had 2019 happen which i think was the biggest which is the highest ever year box at the box office, office year. year right we had multiple i think like every movie that year made a billion dollars at the box office right so and then to have 2020 happen and have such a a spring back the other way all that shit affects stocks and all of that right and right at, at the end of the day it's shitty that you know companies don't really look at the pandemic is like, well, we're low in money. What can we do to change that? We're like, yeah, but there's a pandemic. Everyone's losing money. Where well, stockholders are very like, no, we will. We're gonna we're gonna back out. We're gonna cash out. Do whatever, and then that's how these companies start like, you know, faulting and going under. Right. And then we had the whole meme stock happen, which shot up the, which wasn't a. That's not a, a lasting revenue for people, right? No. That was just something that people were making a lot of money fast on stuff and then backing out of it. It was right? really to to teach hedge fund managers a lesson on yeah, you know, rich people dealing with their cat. You know what I'm saying? It was exactly. Just, but it was a movement, which is it, it was, was a amazing. huge movement, yeah. And we now we have 17 movies coming out, I think, based on it. Yeah, it's true. Um, but I was going to ask you guys: Do you ever see a day because? Money like this that these companies are losing, it's a lot of money. But when you compare it to the money like of a tech company, that's nothing. Oh, yeah. Do you ever see a day where like an Amazon, an Apple, or another a Google 
buys out a theater chain because they're all in the streaming game now too <sighs> if, do you if, think it makes sense for them if any company would it would be google because they're really good at making mistakes like they <sighs> really no they they invest money and then they cancel projects so quickly yeah i don't know i can't imagine a tech company looking at theaters as a viable source of revenue um even but do you think they'll do it as like a hey we could buy this for super cheap because it's, I don't know. You know. They're not usually the nicest either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not really here to watch for the little right. guy. So it's 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 tough for me to think that. I, I, I can imagine opening up boutique theaters like Apple and Amazon and stuff like that, doing smaller mm-hmm. like theaters uh, in very high profile, like right. probably just LA if, if anything. Yeah, because a lot of these a lot of these theater chains also don't like streamers, right? No. So. What if the stream? What if the streamers like? Yeah, well, we're going to buy the theaters. And that, now we and have to show our it's stuff. A, it's a, right? definitely a possibility. Again, we love theaters here, so we don't want to see them go. No, but it is. It, there needs to be some restructuring that needs to happen. There needs to be some work that needs to go on in the background to figure out where where are we losing this money. Yeah, right. there's well, a lot I think, of work to be done. I think it's the, it's a change. There's a lot less people going to the theater, even though right. these movies are making billions, but you have to understand ticket prices are much way, they're much higher than they yeah. were before. So there's also the idea of these multiplexes, which were a staple in the nineties and the early two thousands, but they're not needed anymore because uh, yeah. streaming service has, has changed it or manip or, or taken that clientele away from them. Mm. So I don't think, you know, I've always been, you know, saying, Oh, the, Theaters are eventually going to disappear. I don't know if, I, and I might ch- might have changed that. Theaters probably won't be the the those big things that we've experienced, like where you would have like twenty or twenty five different no. theaters in one building. It'll probably be smaller. It'll still be big screen. It'll still be a, a great experience. But I think they're going to s- shrink down the sizes of these theaters to manage the clientele right. that want really wants to watch it because. Not everyone wants to go to the theater. Yeah, or I, or I, I would say that still involves them building more theaters if they're going to do that and closing other ones. I could also just see them like what happened here in Canada when Cineplex took over the AMC locations. Cineplex shuttered a few of their locations that were, you know, they weren't competing blocks. Like how many times did we see like, oh, there's a Cineplex across the street from an AMC, right? Or just down the street from one another. I could see yeah, them like just shuttering. Yeah, like they could just shut her down a, a theater and just be like, no, this major, this big theater is now the theater for all of Mississauga or all yes, of Toronto. I can see that happening or, too. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I totally see that it going that way of, of closing down yeah. some, reducing the we screens. All, yeah, but we well. also have so many, we have so many fewer movie theaters here in Canada. I don't see that happening you, you here. You mean sorry, like chains? No, and chains, but also locations. I mean, yeah. when you when you look at the States, there are a lot more theaters. Like Starbucks, you know, like everywhere. theaters a lot more around than yeah, here right. in Canada. There's also right? a lot more competition in the States too. Right. Like you'll see so many different theater chains. Um, you drive around in Ontario or you drive, at least in the GTA, you're only going to come across Cineplex and then that odd boutique theater here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm, there was also, yeah. I wanted to mention the the theater we went to go watch the the Prime event or the, the Rings of Power in, yeah. which was an experience I haven't experienced in here in Canada. It was just... We got... It's the screen? The screen. We got it. The, we'll talk, we'll and, talk and, about it. Let's talk about it at the end of the show. And yeah. the sound Woo-hoo. were... Yeah. Like, I've never... Yeah. Unreal. And the only... Yeah. The only... We'll talk about it. But yeah, that was... It was a really great... And that was a small theater, too. Well, it was, yeah. It was well, super small. I'm really excited yeah. to talk we'll, about it. We'll that. definitely talk about that so Anthony can stop spoiling it. I'm not spoiling no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm. He's spoiling his excitement. 
Yeah. I think you guys didn't want to talk about it. No, never. And now I'm talking about it. And you guys remembered about it. No, no, no. no I was just it like, was on the list. In my head, I was just like, I can't wait to talk about that screen. Oh, uh, I hope Anthony doesn't bring it up. <laughs> uh, HBO Max has is to remove 36 titles, including 20 originals from streaming. This is coming from Wilson Chapman of Variety. HBO Max will remove 36 titles from its service. As early as this week, Variety has confirmed a spokesperson for HBO Max attributed the decision to the pending merge of the platform with Discovery Plus, which is also owned by Warner Bros. Discovery. As we work toward bringing our content catalogs together under one platform, we will be making changes to the content offering available on both HBO Max and Discovery Plus, HBO Max's statement reads. That will include the removal of some content from both platforms. Taking off the titles from streaming would also help Warner Bros. Discovery cut costs by removing lesser watch programs to save money on residuals. An exact date or time when the titles will be taken off has not been announced yet. Anthony, what are your thoughts on this? Well, it seems like this is a business decision that makes sense for them. I know it sounds strange for, you know, a company to remove original content that they've made and produced, but if it's costing them money and even the littlest money, um, it makes sense to, and no one's watching it and you're paying for it to be up there, then it's time to remove it. And if someone wants to watch it or is a fan of it, they can always purchase it digitally. But you can't though. That's the problem. Can't buy that's, digitally. that's not even on iTunes. No, it's not. Oh, okay. That's well. the, that's the, that's the big issue where, where a lot of the creators of this, of these things that we've been seeing are like, my thing just doesn't exist anymore yeah. and like right fuck? now like, right uh, now though that's but, the thing. but i but why would they because then they have to pay residuals but maybe it'll come back maybe after they've rebranded or restructured everything maybe it could come back i like again i don't i don't know yeah this is stupid like it, this is so dumb like if it's on your platform already just like is it really costing the money but is it costing you that much that you're gonna you're hurting like well if it's costing let's say for instance you have a car on your driveway and it's yeah. just sitting there yeah, but if and no uh, one's no one's buying it, no one's doing it with it, and you just it's you're just watching it every yeah. day. But I but I feel like if I'm like if no one's listening to our first hundred episodes, I'm not just going to delete them off our service. We're also not a billion dollar company, you know. Like well, this, no, but, but I'm saying cost. though, but like, it, but that's still stuff that we made though, right? That's, are, we, that's are, we losing, are we losing money off of having it up there? But we're losing. A, a library of stuff that's not available to watch or listen to. Well, what do you mean? No, I, I, sorry, by having it up, by having our first hundred episodes up. Yeah, are we losing money? No. Okay, so then that's different because Warner Brothers is saying they're losing money yeah, by but, having it up. But they're losing money by paying residuals. Right. That's 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 right. the issue, and I think that's what's so shitty about. Oh, this. I absolutely agree. It's with a you. business decision. I get it, but I just think yeah. it's such a like a fuck you decision. Like this oh. is so like there are so many areas in your company that you could lo- probably look to saving money. And you're removing stuff that you paid people to make, and it just doesn't exist. This is anymore. like the, the so dumb the penny pinching method. Yeah, of it's trying ridiculous. to really find every dollar that you can. It, it, it feels very like what does it penny wise pound foolish? You know, you you eventually will have to figure out a resolution right. for these films, and that'll probably cost you more money because then I, now you have to probably license it out to sell on iTunes. That must cost money as yeah, well. Yeah, it just it's just a weird decision. It's like this stuff is already there. Like, how much money could have really been costing you? Right. If you're just removing was it, it from it affecting you that much, it just feels yeah. really much like you said, like a fuck you. Yeah. A lot of it was HBO Max children's shows. Yeah, which is, I mean, I swear, I swear, kids watch streaming more now than than anything else. Yeah, and and it feels like 
this is going to just start happening more and more now, right? Where things are just going to be plucked off of streaming Sesame services. Street's like, gone, right? A bunch of Sesame Street episodes are gone. And I just think like even just to the preservation of that, right? Wow. Like just to like to but those- let's preserve the the history and the legacy of this content or these or these episodes. Now they're just gone. Like there's right. like that is history that's just being deleted because yeah. like, oh, we don't need this. Get rid of it. That was Sesame Street uh, content built for hbo max correct no those are like i think like original sesame street episodes that they had i thought it was like elmo's after show they had elmo but there was also also removed yeah yeah that was also removed but there's also 200 episodes of sesame street they just removed but it's also but it's on pbs it's not anymore pbs doesn't own sesame street anymore oh yeah yeah. hbo does and that's and that's part of the problem it's like sesame street was made for the education of kids who like you know, in impoverished areas and things like that. And then it goes to HBO, which is super expensive. And you already, you're cutting out a huge group of kids already that way. And then now you're putting it on HBO max and whatever this discovery mess is going to be. And then now there's just episodes gone, you know? And, and, and I think that's the president. That's what's scary about it is that they could now at any point. Yeah. It shows maybe that people aren't watching now, but what happens if it is bigger stuff down the road or things that they, you know what, we don't want to carry this on our platform mm-hmm. anymore and we'll get rid of it. That's what's really scary about this because mm-hmm. then these things just won't exist anywhere else because they're they're owning it and, and we won't see it. They're gone to the ether, yeah. Yeah, we won't so see it anymore. Who, so who's the, the enemy now? Is it corporations? Is it these companies that we love so much that are actually, you know... Well, I mean, HBO Max and, and Warner Brothers and Discovery are the ones with the target on their back. Out of all, all the, the companies this year that went through turmoil netflix was in the like being dunked on forever no one's talking about netflix anymore netflix, because netflix is literally like just looking both ways like and netflix is good. sitting pretty right now i yeah. mean it's it's hbo max and discovery and and warner brothers that is just like what are you guys and then netflix doing? is like listen guys we're gonna introduce a new uh, tax to uh house share fuck you again netflix yeah. that's what they're gonna and do. then hbo yeah. max is like oh yeah we're also just Killing yeah. your family, like <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. I can't wait for the Sesame Street episode about all this because uh, this is going to be really educational. Well, they for probably me. won't air it because they, they won't, won't show it, it right? They'll probably just have it up for one day, then cut uh, it. Yeah, and that's and that's what's scary. And then we, you know, just recently too. I I know it's going to come back, but like Disney Plus took Avatar off Disney. Uh, Disney Plus took Avatar off of streaming, yeah, because it's being released and re-released in theaters, yeah. Which I'm like, sure, but it's like. What a weird thing to do, though. It's yeah. already on there, and you're taking it off. It's like it's like going back into the vault. It's, it's like hiding it. Like yeah, it's, it's literally like hiding your house it. and took your physical copy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it, we're we're getting to that apparently. You know what I mean? And that's that's what. And again, we, it sucks because we're such you know advocates for owning digital media, and we also do love our physical media. And we we know the importance of both. It just sucks how. You know, you're getting fucked around when it comes to having owning digital media because you don't actually own it. Well, here's the thing that these are the little this the the chain reactions or the stipulations of what it means to own digital media that we right. haven't seen before because it wasn't so popular. Now that it has become like the mo- the most, um, uh, we'll say, directed media source for a lot of people owning digital or streaming. Now we understand like, oh, at any time. They could remove their own show yeah. or their own movie, yeah. even if it's being re-released, which seems weird, but yeah. sure. But you, you're still paying, and it's like, well, eventually they will have this sort of like repercussions because people are going to be like, I don't want to deal. I don't. I don't want to be part of your streaming service when you're just removing things off, yeah, or taking things away. It's just, it's just, and, and especially if I paid for it, yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? It's like. At the end of the day, even if it was if it was shows and movies that people weren't looking at, it's like 
it's still one stuff something that you know people did make and it's like proud of hopefully and it's like now that's just gone mm. they don't have it and we we were seeing a bunch of like tweets too from different creators oh, saying yeah. like you know we had to beg you know our streamer or whoever our company for you know copies to our our own show yes. like to have an actual copy of the finished ones because if they ever go under if they're ever removed from the platform it's like it just didn't exist and it's just that's just there's so much lost media and i love watching those videos on youtube where people are like here's this show that used to be on and now it's just gone and yeah. it doesn't exist anywhere and it's like this is all that's left are these tape recordings that people had or stuff like that right yeah. it's just for, so weird for any filmmakers out there especially now it's really important to have your own copy i think yeah if it's in your contract or however you work it if you're creating your own piece of work you need to have your own demand demand, demand your copy get it or do not do it because eventually like at any point they can remove it and you don't have that work anymore yeah it's like that's it's scary. almost like freaking inception like you dreamt of something that yeah. happened but it really didn't uh, i'm curious if you know other than Bilal have a copy of batgirl for themselves at least i know? wouldn't be surprised if they don't because yeah. the way that probably happened was probably very fast and they you, probably you just, just hovered over the delete button and just went yeah or you know there's probably super major like security things that kind of come into play with that kind of stuff locks the machine down and do you think we'll ever see that movie leak no i honestly don't not the way the way it all happens it's not like a deadpool thing where it's like this movie was canceled and then here's the test footage that we made because that this is before deadpool even shot a frame it was just test yeah. footage they were making yeah I, it's like this i don't think we'll ever see anything in background i think it all depends on the people like if there's a huge movement in regards to it then it will eventually come out yeah i think we'll i think that's I how think, it happens we'll it's, it's sucky like we have to go through these like marches or like these, these marches these rants, protests these, these protests yeah. to get this stuff out but that's the only way these corporations you know will do it when it affects their business and their money especially when you're targeting that area they will then kneel but I don't. I don't. This is new regime at Warner Brothers now. This is this yeah. is a different regime at Warner Brothers, and I don't think they're like, no, we made this decision, we're sticking by it. Fuck you. I think that's their. But their, I think that's them. I mean, clearly, they don't care about bad publicity because we're getting new shit from them every single day, like this, of removing stuff, deleting this, not doing this. It's like they don't care. They're like, we're we're trying to get our shit in order now, and it's like, well. They don't care how many people they squish in the No, the they don't. They really don't. And that's the unfortunate part, right? Like, this is just, uh, it's just numbers now. It's just all the season. It numbers. is all in numbers, yeah. And it, it affects the creativity of your work, mm -hmm. too, because it's like, well, I'm not going to spend too much time on this scene because I know it's just about numbers. It's not about the creative process or the algorithm. making the, this, this, you know, we'll say Lord of the Rings, the prime, the, the rings of power, something spectacular. Like right. That. It's going to just be this wish wash and people, if they don't say anything, they'll just, they'll keep pumping it out. Keep yeah. pumping it out. There's just so much of that around. I know. I know. Let's get into the box office. Cha-ching! Top Gun Maverick. I feel like we've been talking about this movie. All summer, baby. All summer long. Summer of Maverick. Summertime. Uh, it takes it has taken down the Avengers in an Infinity War scenario. It's the sixth highest grossing movie in domestic box office history. They snapped Thanos in half. They <laughs> ran their planes into him and destroyed him. There you go. Yeah. See, they took they took down the Avengers in it. <laughs> Top Gun took down them in a in an Infinity War scenario. Yeah, so they did, <laughs> man. They showed up. Oh man, bring me my hammer. 
that's, that's awesome to see. Uh, you know, this movie's going to keep crushing it. It is also going to be available very soon on digital and physical media, but I still imagine it killing it in theaters for some reason. Like, so I don't know won't. who's watching it anymore, but kudos to you i keep like I'll, i keep checking the ticket like the, on the i like the cineplex app to see like different show times and there's always seats bought for yeah it. there's always people buying seats for it yeah there's a conspiracy out there top the, maybe t- the top the, guns the scientology the maybe scientologists out there they're all coming back they're all like coming out of the woodworks yeah. and buying the tickets buying the Should tickets be for good old tom good old for, for tommy c good old because tom. you know if tom makes money they make sure money. makes money <laughs> so it's just cycling the money you know that's all it is oh perfect perfect dragon ball super superhero opens to a super 20.1 million and it might be even higher the numbers haven't fully come in yet and this is going to be setting a record for an anime opening i never in my days that i think we'd see dragon ball open at 20.1 I, I know the last couple films did well as well but there has been a resurgence in dragon ball fame i know that anthony you and i used, i don't know daniel did you really watch dragon ball i watched a little bit of it growing i'm not right not, nothing too like i wasn't like addicted to it but right. I, I did like watch whenever it was on. right yeah i like i, I used to own oh, the toys i'd go to the store all the toys, time this, everything yeah i have all i have the japanese dvds i have the blu-rays i have everything yeah yeah you're definitely um, more of a fan than i am but yes but yeah it's just i think they got past that you know every the 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 episodes where it's just like powering up they they, they passed that idea yes it's just now it's it's pretty action-packed and there is a little bit more story to it but yeah this story i think takes place i'm not too sure but i i know it takes place with go uh gohan and yeah i think his dad and 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 vegeta are off world maybe during super he was there i don't but i would love to watch it because i haven't had the opportunity to watch it but it looks fantastic the yeah. art everything looks great it, animation style it, fantastic it's crazy because like this is not a movie that we've really been seeing advertisements for or mm-hmm. marketing for but you, know. you have a fan base that's just so loyal loyal to it that they're going to show up and they made this the number one movie in 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 north america unreal it's amazing to it, see that you i know we were that. looking for it here we're like oh who's doing and the, i think uh, it's disney here yeah who's doing yeah the, the, the screenings here but yeah i'm looking forward to watching it however it comes like and i know it's dubbed in english too so yeah we have the original voice. do you prefer subs or dubs um i just grew up with the the english yeah. dubbed and i'm just used to their voices so i like to hear it but yeah i remember when i was watching dragon ball super um I had to watch it in Japanese because a yeah. lot of it was, you know, so delayed. Yeah. Because it would come out, you know, the, all episodes come out one year before it would land in North America. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. would... you'd get it like a VHS cassette or like you get a DVD of it. It's just four episodes on it. Right. Um, I, dude, we it had was the... on Cartoon Network too. Yeah. We had the banger theme song here though, eh? We did. We had, yeah. the, we had, the, we had the intro Dragon, that. Dragon, Dragon Ball. We Dragon never, that, but Ball. no one else ever had. I remember See? when I would go to the States to watch dragon ball z with my, my, I, didn't, I didn't go specifically to watch that but yeah i'd be hanging out with, like my family and friends and i would want to watch dragon ball z and i'm like where is the intro they're like what are you talking about what intro it was before the age of the internet so i couldn't be like let me show you i'm like no you have to come to canada now and yeah. watch dragon ball z with me because there's yeah. an intro that you guys don't have here and it's mind-blowing great mind-blowing. intro love it yeah always blew my mind but you know what super excited for them i think this is going to set a new precedent for anime and films coming forward because yeah. whenever it crushes and makes this much news uh people like to exploit that so could it be nominated for best animated best feature? film it definitely dragon can. ball z wins. best actor goku oh my god <laughs> yeah gohan supporting <laughs> yeah. supporting piccolo yeah. it, i mean it definitely What's can piccolo be doing? nominated for uh, best animated best film, alien right? be- <laughs> 
the Swan Award, best alien, <laughs> best green the, alien best award. The, yeah, dude, whatever. Yeah. I forgot his race. Uh, Namek. Yeah, he's a Namek. Yeah, but I mean, it totally could go up for best animated picture. Yeah, it most likely will. It right? probably will. Yeah, we'll have to see. Best foreign film as well. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It, it's eligible. Best short film documentary. No, no, no not eligible for that. Not real people. That, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into some trailers. 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 We've got three trailers here. I've only seen two of them, and I will tell you which ones I've seen. I've seen the greatest beer run ever and God's Creatures, but I haven't seen the trailer for, for Wednesday. You didn't see the trailer for Wednesday? No. That's the trailer of the week, my friend. But see, the thing is, I put it on, but then I realized, for some reason, I put it on the uh, the square version of it, like the one that they put on social media. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, ew, I'll watch, I'll watch the <laughs> right one. And then I got distracted by the time I went to go put it on. But uh, I heard it was a great trailer. It looks so good. I mean, yeah. Tim Burton directed, I think, four out of the eight episodes. Nice. Um, show's also created by Algo and Miles Miller, who are also the co-creators of Smallville. Yeah. Um, it looks so good. It looks so well made. It looks so fun. Jenna Ortega looks fantastic as Wednesday. Um, it just looks great. It looks exactly like, like the like the the comics, the Adams Family comic books. Like that like mm-hmm. has that look and feel to them. Um, but it also feels like modern. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of like the first season of when Sabrina came out. Oh, Sabrina okay. Teenage Witch. Um, and I think this is going to be huge for Netflix. I, I think, think this so is going to be really, really popular. I used to watch the Adams Family show a lot as a kid on YTV. Like the, the, yeah. the black and white one? No, the, oh, the, like the animated one? No, well, the animated one and also the, the live action one, too. Like the movie? But there's a show, was there not? As well? A live action show? I thought it was black and white. I don't remember the anime. The I remember the animated show. Yeah, I remember. The the I don't remember. I don't remember live action show. Now, uh, maybe the, I'm, unless because like, the, the live action one was black and white. Maybe I'm. Yeah, uh, right? Maybe and then I'm, there was the movie. I, I don't know. Then there's the movies, movies, of course. Yeah. Yes, the Adam's family. The Adam's family. Yeah. Yes. Which gave me vibes of that too. Like it has. Yeah, like, yeah. But it's a little bit more sinister. A lot more sinister. Yeah. yeah. There's a scene where like she like puts like barracudas or piranhas piranhas in the in the water. Chompy chompy. Yeah, it's crazy. Chompy chompy. Yeah, and you know it's gonna get you know it's gonna get gory. But yeah, I'm all yeah. for it. It looks really great. And then you have the greatest beard run ever, which is an Apple TV Plus movie uh, with Zach Efron. Yeah, also coming to TIFF. Yeah, also coming to TIFF and Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe and then somebody else in there too. I forgot now. What do you guys think of this trailer? It looks interesting. It looks like a very like. Go army movie like pro pro military pro, pro military. Well, like it happened during a time where military was not pro at all. But it's like the idea is Zac Efron's character is going to bring a beer to um, all the troops, the troops yeah. in Vietnam, just because you know there was this. He had this. He's never done anything in his life, so right. he wants to do something. Yeah. So it kind of is but i feel like it's just surprising yeah like, no, not, not against was, it but it just it felt a little on the nose i guess i thought zach efron was done with hollywood for a while just because like he hasn't made a lot of stuff i think his last one was that movie where he was in the desert yeah trying gold, to find gold right? yeah um, but he's I, I really like zach efron i think he he's a he's a good actor and i think he i think he's just he's waiting funny. i think he's just waiting for like I think there's going to be a project that comes around and it's going to be like, this is... It could, this could this be it. You know? This could be got, it. And he got typecast for so long because of High School Musical as well, right? Right. And then he was just like the the hot bro dude in all the movies too. So yeah. 
um yeah i i you know i hope it's a great project for him and hopefully we get to you know bump elbows with him at uh, tiff i don't want to we would elbows. love to interview you zach if you're Z- listening zach come on the show man yeah, yeah. come talk about this beer yeah. apple tv <laughs> What's your favorite wink, beer? wink apple tv <laughs> and wink. then uh god's creatures which is an a24 movie i did not watch the trailer for uh it looks interesting it looks sad i'll be honest with you mostly sad um i couldn't tell what the genre was like i couldn't tell if there was like a, oh so it's an a24 movie yeah it was very a24 oh, yeah. i was like i was like oh is this is just a drama or is there something else going on sure here? uh but that's very a24 then but yeah it looked uh, looked interesting out this week though we have top gun maverick like i mentioned coming to digital so you want to go finally to your, you want to go to your itunes you want to go to your YouTube, your YouTube, uh, your Amazons, Amazons, your Rogers yeah, on demand. <laughs> yeah, Rogers on demand. Who's buying on Rogers on demand? Oh you know, my god! So there apparently are even with Bell Five. I get the ads all the time where it's like own Elvis now. I'm like, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna buy a movie from you guys. That's like buying a movie at the hotel. You know, yeah. what I mean? I'm like, this will always be attached to your hotel room. <laughs> There's a lot oh, of people why? who buy Rogers on demand. It's just easier. It's like right there. But to own it forever, but, own but, it? but I also renting like, again, renting, renting sure. yeah, yeah, I. Renting for sure. Yeah. Owning. I no. used to rent from there back yeah, in the day too. Me too. Yeah. But when it was like, oh, it sold out at Blockbuster. Guess I'll rent on Rogers on Demand. This is the future. Yeah. You know? And then we we didn't realize we didn't see it coming. Yeah. And then also at this week is the Samaritan, which you two have watched. Right. Uh, I don't believe Social Embargo is up yet. So right. Uh, but is this a Sylvester Stallone movie? So look forward to Sylvester Stallone movie. You know, when we were in LA, we saw so many billboards of the Samaritan everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, like, yeah. Yeah. Even we, we saw a lot of billboards, but like a lot for this movie. That's that's the thing, that's the interesting thing about LA as well, is that every single billboard is for a streaming service. hundred percent. Yeah. Or a movie. Even like, you know, the little signs and all the the light posts and everything too. They're all movie related. Even my receipts I think had like a billboard at the bottom. Everything. Of them. Yeah. Everything it's, is connected. It's movie town. It's amazing how they use like the architecture to to work with the billboard right like, it could be like this broken ass building like lopsided yeah but they'll figure out how to put yeah. <laughs> a billboard yeah to oh she hulk did to that replicate yeah. what they right they'll yeah. have like she you know like it's just i think shay you had that picture of dope sick which yeah. is like this layered building kind of has like these protruding uh i don't know how, how to call them but like it just staggers right yeah yeah so they placed it like that and it just looks really cool because if you look at it at an angle it looks clear yeah but if you go off it had you see the stagger but it's also the billboards are really high quality they're beautiful like and the highest quality i've ever seen yeah and, and that's the thing right that is the town where these shows and movies are made so they're going to show it off properly we're here in canada especially like in toronto and the gta we have billboards but they're not like a lot of them are just digital billboards or yeah. real estate billboards or just random gambling billboards now drake's billboards you know what i mean like they're not they're not to the extent of what we see no there was so just so many well i was just weird as billboard watching oh there's there's that it would be a building full of glass and if you had an office there it'd be a billboard yeah Yeah. for like a couple of months and then it goes away yeah they don't they utilize everything they do but it's so funny it's just such a small area to be promoting but it makes sense yeah because it's like the the votes of the people there for free or consideration and everything that's who lives yeah. there right yeah so yeah crazy 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 also you guys are wondering top gun maverick made about 5.85 million did you this second weekend. this weekend uh second? 13th 
No, huh? I'm just kidding. I'm, I don't know where it came in, <laughs> but uh, but it's his 13th week. I don't know where it landed, but 5.85 million is no is nothing to sneeze at. That is more than a lot of movies make their opening weekend. Yeah, so crazy, crazy amount of money for that movie. Uh, you know, all the power to them. Let's get into what we're watching, Daniel. What were you watching? Uh, so there's there's been a lot of stuff that I've watched over the last two weeks. A lot of stuff we have reviews out for now. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff we can't talk about, but I will talk about. The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, which, again, I've been in a very Middle-Earth mood, and I haven't watched The Hobbit trilogy since theaters, um, and even even with An Unexpected Journey and Des- Desolation of Smog, the last time I watched them was before Battle of the Five Armies came out in 2014, mm-hmm. so it's been a while. Uh, first time watching Unexpected Journey's extended edition, they're not as, it's not as um, different as, like, the original trilogy's extended editions are where there's a lot more, at least in this first one. But uh, definitely scenes I noticed. I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. But um, for I, I think being removed from the original trilogy longer now and not having this anticipation of this is following up the one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Um, I did enjoy my watch a lot more this time, and I, and I always liked the first two movies in the Hobbit trilogy. The last one, the Battle of Five Armies, I have only seen once in theaters, and I don't remember liking it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was nice being back in that world and, you know, recognizing names because I'd just been, you know, Googling a lot. I've been like the One Ring website and just like, uh, like kind of diving like, oh, this is this person. This is this person. This is this lineage. Right. So like just kind of learning about all of that. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed my watch of it. I'm excited to go through the rest of them to see how they hold up. Um, and then I watched, uh, which we spoke about before, A League of Their Own, which is another Prime video original series. Fantastic show. Uh, I think Abby Jacobson is, you know, so funny in the show and the entire cast is great. Um, really, really great show. And I think what it does so well is that it's it's not trying to redo the 1992 film, which is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. and I watch it all the time growing up. It's carving out its own space and it's telling the stories that, you know, should have been told um, but weren't mm-hmm. back then. So uh, it's uh, it was a really great show. So if you have Prime Video, I definitely recommend checking it out awesome awesome anthony what about yourself uh this week i watched quite a bit you know like being in la you whenever you had a break you kind of like jump to a to the tv and there'd be like twister once upon a time in hollywood and i think once upon a time in hollywood was the biggest film i saw while i was away because it would play every day i think i watched it like three times but mm-hmm. i never fully fully watched <laughs> it three times that's 24 hours right there it's to watch almost like i would get like different segments while we were just taking or getting ready to go somewhere else so yeah once upon a time in hollywood was uh, a big one i also watched parallel mothers on the plane which is a film i really wanted to watch when it came out back in i believe like 2021 um stars penelope cruz is about like two moms who have babies at the same time and they kind of have like this relationship but then there's a lot of things that happen after yeah she was nominated for an oscar for that too this year Uh, right I feel like she was. Was she nominated for two Oscars? Oscars. 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 Yes, she what's was. That? What's an Oscar? She, she was. And it was actually a Pedro Almodovar mm-hmm. film, which, funny, we, when we went to the, the Oscar uh, Museum, the, the Oscar Museum, the Academy he Museum, had his yeah. own little exhibit there, yeah. which was really, really cool. Um, what else did I watch? Watch Westworld. Finished up on Westworld. Okay, season. There were a lot of like, oh, this is going to be great, but then pretty an- anticlimactic ending i don't mm-hmm. know if there's going to be another season after this we'll see uh watch mike we can't talk about mike uh well, but we can can we yeah can the, we? the the embargo was the 19th 
Was it? Mm-hmm. Mike. We could talk about Mike. You we guys did. watch Mike, right? Yeah. We did watch Mike. Um, Mike. What can I say about Mike? I like Mike. <laughs> Mike. So Mike is the story of Mike Tyson. It's, right. It's a Hulu uh, series uh, done by Greg Galepsi. Craig Gillespie. Craig, Craig Gillespie. Gillespie. Um, so it's very similar to his style of, of directing and pacing and all that. I think my biggest complaint with Mike is the stories are so short. And mm-hmm. I felt like there should have been given more time to evolving like this this man. Like mm-hmm. they're 30 minute episodes and they feel and they, they revolve around a theme. Like every episode would be like love or desire or monster. So they kind of represent a part of his personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it was just so too fast paced. I really wanted to dive into Mike Tyson as a person. Mm-hmm. It also, I don't know if the, the, the art style or the, the, the directing style for this show just feels sometimes comical. And I was looking for more of a serious tone to his character. Right. It, it almost has like this fun loving feel to it but there are dark points and there's a lot of dark points to it but it just doesn't blend in i really was looking for a real big spectacle not spectacle but really big dramatic portion to mike tyson i also felt the production value for it was wasn't there especially for his fights they felt like they were in a closed off room like this is mike tyson you're he's fighting in these arenas and i know this is just the way they they went but it just made it feel small scale and i felt like this whole series felt small scale for such a big ego and big character Mm -hmm. Um, but overall i still enjoyed watching it i still enjoyed his stories and i still enjoyed the performances and all that but i just wish it was much bigger than what we got you know, for me, I, I personally loved it. I, I love the fact that it was shorter um, because sometimes I find that a lot of shows can, can get self-indulgent when they go to 40, 50-minute points. The, the the stories that I kind of got in these 30 minutes, I felt like were enough for me to kind of move on to the next episode and it allowed me to just to kind of power through them. And I did like the tone of it. And I know that the, that the tone can be a little bit jarring for some people, but that element of, of comedy kind of at least alleviated a lot of the stress the, that the show was kind of building at certain points. Now, I love the way it's filmed and shot as well. And I even like Trevante Rose. Like, he's really good. Trevante Rose is great, yeah. He's really good yeah. as, as Mike Tyson in the show. And Mike Tyson is, is not a, a, a figure uh, that, you know, they're trying to show in a positive light here. They're really showing just, like, everything about it. And you kind of make your own decisions as you're watching it. Yeah. But... But yeah, I, I actually really did like it. I didn't think I was going to fall in love with the show, but I when after I watched, it, I was like, "Damn, this is actually really good." It really hit me. Yeah, it's it's no it's, pun intended. So we we saw the first five episodes. Yeah. So we don't, we haven't seen the full series yet. No, no, um, it's eight episodes the whole series. Yes. So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good series. Uh, really like. I think Trevante Rhodes is great. I think. Um, I uh, for me, I like I love the younger Tyson BJ. Minor, he was really good he too. Was really, really good. Yeah, um, they they casted both great people to play these characters. They did, especially yeah. for adult Tyson. Yeah. and, and Russell Hornsby as uh, Don King is is great as well too. Um, but I think, like you, Anthony, I think these episodes. It's, it's an interesting thing that they do because I think um, Pam and Tommy did this as well, and it's mm-hmm. interesting because it's uh, Craig Gillespie yes, as well. Yeah, same um, style, right? Same, very similar style. So there are moments where you're like, this 
tone it, i i like where you're going with it but then we'll have like a total like 180 like flip and mm-hmm. um oh now we're now we're like dealing with domestic abuse and it's mm-hmm. like you're trying to root for like seth rogan's character like in pam and tommy but then mm-hmm. he releases a sex tape of people and you're like well oh, no fuck you man yeah um so like i think that's where um craig Gillespie does a great job with dealing with like these morally um ambiguous ambiguous kinda. characters obviously with we've seen pam and tommy and then we've seen corella and then we saw i tanya with tanya harding um but this show does also does something really weird with like they also it feels like they stop for commercial break yes you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. or just cuts to black you're just like oh is this like supposed to be a commercial but like it's a streaming show so it's right it's 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 like that the, those are always like those weird hard stops for me yeah, yeah. and because the sh- the show is only 30 minutes i think there could have been more I think it could have expanded a lot more. Again, we saw three episodes to go, so I'm, I'm curious to see mm-hmm. where it goes. But overall, it's a really great watch, and I think Trevante Rhodes is great as Mike Tyson. Um, uh, Russell um, Russell's great as Don King, and uh, yeah, like you said too, Anthony. I think when you when you see like the boxing matches, they do feel very just small. Where I think it's because when, when you think of something like the fighter, like those were full on boxing matches that they were recreating where these were just like kind of glimpses. Right. And it felt like the boxing was always in the background where this was more about the character and what was going on in the world. Right. Well, maybe with the Jamie Foxx movie show, whatever Whatever that that is, if that ever comes, we'll dive more into like the actual boxing side. Cause I, I love boxing. and I love boxing films. Um, I wish we got more of that in the show, but I, I still think the show's kind of carving out its own little, you know, telling of, Mike Tyson, and yeah. I think episode five especially kind of flips the script a little bit. And I think that's one of the strongest episodes because this is that's where we're dealing with the domestic abuse, and it switches who's telling the story, which I thought mm. was a very important decision they did in that. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. There's a this is a, a show that you you will go to your phone either during or watch or or after to like learn more to about l- to look yes. it up. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, when did this happen? Or when <laughs> I thought did you were that... say jury. This no, is no, a film no, you'll I, be on your phone. No, for. no, like, no. no. Like, it's like a lot of like history that you exactly, want to know about yeah. because you you see it like there is a the interview with the cp24 interview yeah. cp24 interview there is also the barbara streisand interview with barbara Robbie, walters barbara streisand <laughs> walters with why is um, barbara streisand interviewing mike tyson <laughs> with mike tyson and robin <laughs> givens this is yeah. movie together so and it's it, that was actually captured so you could watch these things and kind of like like compare it them, right compare yeah. Them. yeah it's so. funny how they did the the cp24 one though they they flipped the age and the timing of it yeah, they made it yes. seem like he was so much younger i'm like yeah that was like five years I'm ago like, that was that long ago like <laughs> that, was, that, that, that was current tyson. that was yeah tyson right now it's yeah. funny <laughs> but um yeah very very yeah look that up cp24 mike tyson interview yeah and you, you won't you'll, you'll know what i'm talking about uh anything else you watched uh i put on wyatt earp so okay while i was at the academy and you know when you're at the this exhibit there's these big giant screens and they're playing all these movies and i was watching a lot of them and i'm like man i haven't seen any of these movies and i i need to really focus on the past you know it's it's really important yeah so i go on netflix and i'm trying to find like older movies and there's not a lot um so i'm like i'm in i'm in for a western right now so i put and i see Wyatt Earp on there and i'm like okay let me put this on it's a fucking three hour and ten minute yeah. movie it's a very long movie and it's about Wyatt Earp who's like this legendary lawman real person right he, we watch it in, in high school that's where i watch it. i think we watch it like the whole week <laughs> yeah that, that's it, yeah. a whole week kind of yeah film. that's a whole week sure. definitely um stars kevin costner and gene hackman uh dennis quaid michael madison it's even like Catherine o'hara is in it it's, oh really it's, wow. it's a huge cast 
Um, and it just chronicles the life of Wyatt Earp. And I, again, this is one of those movies where you're like, oh, I want to learn more about this guy. Who is he? He was a lawman and he was also like a dude who was a lawman, but also not a lawman. He took the law into his <laughs> I'm own a hand. Lawman, not but a he law also man. like lived to his eighties and he died in Los Angeles of all places where this guy was. And it reminded me right of, where a hotel was, I believe. <laughs> almost. <laughs> it reminded me of Red Dead because it's, it's taking place during the time of when cowboys ha- are are ceasing to exist at yeah. 18, 1800, late 1800s, yeah. late 1800s. So right. you see these like places and you're like, man, if like, just if you go to Los Angeles or San Francisco, it looks so different. Right. But it's, it just feels that part. And for this guy to like, then go to Alaska to do uh, the gold rush and then go to LA and that's where he passed. And he to even live to 80 and being, the, in the work doing the work he's he did to survive that long is just surprising so interesting story very long story slower paced yeah did you watch tombstone i did not watch that was okay. the next one i was gonna watch because yeah, it's the same um, i did look up tombstone yeah. the, the actual place in arizona and it's very like it's this flat land and it feels very cowboyish so yeah. if you are a listener from tombstone please yeah. chime in let us know if you're how- a white earth fam tombstone and white earth <laughs> the the issue with Wyatt earth was it was very it had a very anticlimactic ending very anticlimactic because he is known for this shootout at the okay corral and it was literally like less than five minutes ten minutes it was right at the end of the film and it's just like you play this character who is this legendary lawman who has this legendary gunfight and i think it was who who directed it? Lor- uh, the cassadan um lawrence oh lawrence cassadan yes yeah. uh, of the writer of like star wars, star wars and stuff <laughs> yeah like that. he actually just directed um light and magic yeah but you have this great writer director uh maybe not great director but we'll say writer and you tell this amazing story to lead up to this moment where you have doc holiday who's like this legendary gunfighter and it's just and and Wyatt Earp and to just kind of crumble and it just felt like so this is what we all waited for this was the the okay corral shootout right um but yeah the story it's it's a lot of like oh there's a love story there's a family story Gene Hackman's in it but he's not in it to really win you over his character he's like in it for like 10-15 minutes and then he's plays his father um but I felt the acting from Kevin Costner was horrible. Oh. Yeah, it was really, really bad. I felt like he was emotionless. Mm-hmm. He had, like, no, like, he was just reading lines mm-hmm. at points. It's crazy that... It's not great. They came, like, Tombstone came out in 93, and then Wider came out in 94. Yeah. And it's, like, a movie dealing with the same characters. Yes. And Tombstone is just wildly more loved. Yeah. Right. Much yeah. Better I, I haven't watched Tombstone. I think, like, this story really goes... Like, there's Kevin Costner playing, like, young... Wyatt Earp, which yeah. is funny. So it's just how they de-aged him back in '94 and yeah. what they did. But it's, they, they, they didn't. They do, really chronicled that story. Ray Liotta like, was playing like a 17-year-old kid in Goodfellas. Like they didn't care in the yeah. '90s. They're like, now nah, we're, we're, we're just, just gonna put gonna, like we'll make his hair fall down, yeah. or like we won't give <laughs> yeah. him a mustache. Hundred percent. We'll put him in like younger style yeah. clothes, and that was the way they got away with it. But um overall, like I, I enjoyed it, and now I know I can say I watched it yeah. and. 
even though there were some really bad parts, I still think like I want to really go down this road of watching older films that I haven't watched. Even I tried to find like films from the fifties and sixties yeah, on but the it's, streaming it's services, hard finding them, right? and they're just so hard to find. You should uh, like I want to I want to watch. I think I think in the last twenty years, I'm good for sure, and probably some earlier ones. I want to watch every single Best Picture winner from like the very beginning of the Oscars, just to find. I feel like we've watched like a big majority of them, mm-hmm. especially the more modern ones. But I've always wanted to do that in the IMDb top two fifty. Yeah, those those are the two lists that I've kind of always wanted to go through. I remember making a list. Um, Back, I want to say two days ago, no, two, <laughs> four or five years ago. It's in my notes this somewhere. Moment. Oh, uh, look, 85 films you need to see. Yeah, and I have it here. I think is Wyatt Earp on there? Well, Martin Scorsese's 85 films. There's also oh. other ones I have on here, but it's like Born on the Fourth of July, Cape yeah. Fear, um, Cape Fear, Citizen Kane. Like I haven't watched Citizen Kane, and I know it sounds funny because coming from like. A I guy who, Kane. who loves films or who makes movies, I know of it. I just I feel like I've seen enough of it. To I did not never, see it. I, I s- never. I saw it once in class in my film class. Even on the plane ride home, I watched. I tried to watch Cat on a uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, but yeah. I couldn't watch it because I couldn't understand what the hell they were saying. Yeah, there was no subtitles. Tennessee they were all, Williams. They were all like m- mumbling shit. I'm like, how the fuck did these guys watch in theaters <laughs> and understand? Like, oh, this is. This is Paul Newman and Elizabeth Taylor. And like, I just couldn't, I had to stop it. Cause I'm like, I need yeah. to understand what they're saying. Yeah. And, and there's no subtitles. There's no there's, subtitles. There's no point. subtitles. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Anyways. Yeah. I'm trying to go down that route. So every week. Gestures in Italian. <laughs> the, the I did buy that pin. You didn't? I did. Okay. Good. Did. Good. 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 Um, but every, every week I'll have a new old film that I haven't seen. That I like I've it. Watched. It's a good wow. thing to commit to. Wow. I regret going to you about what you're watching now. <laughs> wow, that was so long. You took you took all the time that we you had. Know, the audience <laughs> loves me, okay, man. I think I think they appreciated learning about uh, the journey that you you got to watch that. Yeah, no, I don't think they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all it was all based on that it, the exhibit we the the Academy Museum yeah. and just like if you being, ever find yourself in L.A. Go to the the first of all. How did yeah. you get there? <laughs> go, go go to the Academy Awards Museum because like I that's one of the things that we we were on limited time because we were flying out that day. But it like you could easily I could have easily spent like five hours. Oh in yeah, there we just could, we reading read everything so much and time. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm taking pictures of things to read later. <laughs> I think I'm not done to read this. I'm gonna walk past it right now. Uh, but for myself, I watched Mike and get my opinion on that. Uh, I put on the Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship. Of the Ring Extended Edition, and I actually finished it last night, so that was great. Um, we also watched Echoes on Netflix. Oh, we, Echoes! Yeah, I didn't. We put had that our down yeah, we had our interview with Michelle Monaghan while yeah. we were in LA. Uh, just we, one of her, though. Just one of her, though. Yeah. I really enjoyed Echoes as a show. I won't go too much into it because I don't want to avoid spoilers. Yeah. What I will say is, I wish it was an episode shorter, and I wish the ending was completely different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think I think the ending the ending is interesting because it. It feels more sinister and like opens things up for a second season. Yeah, where I think the show could have just been a really great six Limited episodes. Series, yeah, where now it's like seven episodes where it's not. It doesn't have. It stumbles on the ending. Yeah, uh, but it is a show that I will recommend to people to watch. One hundred percent. Like this is a show that just go on the journey. Don't watch a trailer. Yeah. Don't read a synopsis. Just go into it. Yeah, I, same way. I'd say I'd say go watch Echoes and 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 let us know what you think if we're if we're on the same page as us about how many. Do you echo it our be. opinion or not? Oh shit! Uh, but on the plane though, I did rewatch uh, Chunking Express, which is one of my favorite films uh, by uh, Carl Wei Wong. 
and you know has young Tony Long in there. Uh, you know he's such a handsome man. He's you know? very handsome. Yeah, man. very very. He's just and I love this movie because every time I watch this movie, I get joy out of it. Like there's just this happiness that I get. Um, so when I was on the plane, we were going to L.A. and I watched it. I was like feeling so happy. I'm like, not only am I going to L.A., but this movie just giving me such joy. So you know it was great to revisit that. And I wish it was easier to watch that film because it's only available Criterion. So and uh, I, I think the the physical run of it has stopped completely so yeah but it's on you can get on itunes as well no i think you can now yeah. yes i'll have to double check but um yeah uh that was uh, what we're watching let's talk about our experience in la let's talk about what we did why we went there uh so we went to go cover the lord of the rings the rings of power uh premiere in la and we got to do the junket for some of the actors in the show. Pretty much, I'd say a majority of the actors and actresses in the show. Yeah, we, there was only a few that we didn't get to. Yeah, and, again, it's and na- that's, nature that's is a business. Like we got to time we, we got to go into three different interview rooms. There were people that we spoke to that other people didn't talk to. Yeah, so, um, I'm really excited. You know, uh, you know, as we've been building kind of all of our assets and everything that we're going to start on Sunday with part one of our interview series. It's so cool that we have so many people from one project right that we get to talk about it not just that different areas of it so like we have like we're going to be talking to like a showrunner and executive yeah. producer and then some of the cast and then some more of the cast like there's a lot and then we already have our um our interview with dylan smith who plays largo brandy yeah. fellow canadian who is so loved by that cast 100 i'm excited for everyone to hear our interviews because people were just like oh dylan oh dylan's like the life of the party they love yeah. him so it's uh it was really cool, and I think just for our show, it was a really incredible experience to be there. Absolutely. I mean, getting to talk to people in person is, is such a different uh, beat to kind of work with, because I kept waiting for them to buffer a little bit. I'm like, hold on. Did you hear what I said? I'm like, yeah, we're right across from you. So that was great. But it was also interesting, because you got to have a lot more of these jokes and more natural conversations that... And also, in-person junkets feel so much longer than the online ones that we do there because you're because there's literally no when it when it comes to like interviewing people when you're on the timer of being like on zoom yeah you're you know you're kind of always waiting for like the responses and people kind of go on a little bit longer because yeah they're seeing you on a screen but they're not like interacting with you in person right so a lot of what they're talking about you could react to right away right in that moment and it's not lost in the in the bandwidth yeah you know what i mean it's it is natural it's in the moment yeah so there's this there's this energy that's like like we are right now like we always say like our best episodes are when we are together in the room right like i'm looking at you like in the eyes right now and like this is how it was and you're reacting right away anthony's closing his eyes now he doesn't like me staring at him but it was it was such a cool experience, and then I think like just the team at JPI as well too. Who, oh, phenomenal! Who, like, holds the junkets. Um, it is such. It's like NASA. They look, like, they're well oiled. They machine. like you just say okay, yeah, they're going to go here. They're going to go there. Like they are just they are putting on a full scale production all yeah. the time, and it's just it's really mind blowing. it was very cool to see how they did it. And uh, again, the opportunity was fantastic. Um, getting to just kind of be a part of that. Just I felt so much more connected to the industry that we're in, and I'm you know, yeah. super grateful to it. Anthony, what, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic time. There was a lot of things that you learned about how how these these junkets work, especially behind the scenes, and just being part of that that world and being in LA and experiencing you know Hollywood party and yeah. premieres and you know dressing up and just being being that, fancy being on the other side. Yeah. Um, of it is just it's it's 
something that you want to continue doing in your life. Um, but you don't, there's also like the humbleness of being home yeah. as well. Like I like, I don't know if I could do that every single day. In it's a sense. <laughs> the life, but life, it's like life of a socialite. Like bittersweet you know? moment where I love it, but I, I shouldn't be always in it. Right. But, but, um, but the, the actual getting to know the actors and like, they, them recognizing you after like, yeah. during the premiere like or after the premiere were like hey man like how did you think of the the, the TV show and the showrunners came up to us and and actors would remember us it's just that just says that what we're doing right now is is on the right track and what mm-hmm. we're like producing right now right. is what we should be doing for our lives yeah so there's a lot of like good things that come, came out of LA and I, again I like I love the experience with you guys and being able to just be in LA um experiencing the 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 oscar museum going to eat tacos and that having, first meal that we had though right when we got oh my there because it, it, so it was our first meal delicious it was though. our first meal in i think like almost 18 hours but it was just, so good it was it like was so it, was, it was generally a really good really good meal yeah very good you guys had the tacos i had yeah. the quesadilla yeah with um queso and it was just uh Oh man, that was delicious. Oh man, yeah, so Air good. Canada ran out of food. <laughs> they did oh my god, they ran out of food and snacks and everything. And snacks, it's yeah. just like uh, I know. I'm, I'm like, I was so hungry. I'm like, can I? Like, what do you have? They're like, we have a beef sandwich. I'm like, that sounds good to me. And I didn't. I should. I should have realized when it was as cold as an ice cube. I'm like, huh, this isn't gonna taste good. And they had like. I don't know. They had like a, a pickle and mustard in there, and I'm like, oh. but it's all frozen. This tastes weird. Why yeah. do you, Why do you hate me, Air Canada? I I literally on that flight to LA, so there was no food. I'm like, is there like a Kit Kat or anything? I Chips? asked for Kit Kat as well. Kit Kats were gone. Kit Kats were everything. Kit was Kats. Gone. They had Kit like Kats, cashews. They laughed. They literally was like Turbo Man dolls. They had, They're like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. They no, had no. cashews, hummus. Yeah. Uh, I, I I got the cheese and apple platter, cheese which was like a, a Ziploc bag of just like somebody's, I think like a kid's snack from yeah. school. It was like, t- there's literally three th- thinly sliced apple slices and like some You can see through them, I believe. You can see through them, yeah. But again, it was it was fine. Like Once we got there, it was just it was just a funny experience. All they gave me was, it was a napkin they just put in wet water for me yeah. and they're like, here you go, eat it's, this I think, now. I think they give you a note that said, I owe you. Yeah. And then they got you back on the ride yeah, home. When you, uh, <laughs> when you land, we'll give you some food. Yeah. I'm like, how do I know that? Um, but going to the premiere so like the junket was all fun and games yes. and then like it was it was a great experience and uh it was great being there with like fellow canadian press as well yeah too. we had a lot we of to, we, we had a lot to, of um, yeah, awesome people yeah we got a lot of awesome people that we got to hang out with and you know become closer with um and then going to the premiere you know we first of all it looks beautiful it's at culver studios mm-hmm. um it looks gorgeous and we're walking the red carpet we go inside the theater and it's like here's a billion boxes of popcorn he, and everything is it's not just bags of popcorn it's no. like in these bo- these black boxes with sil- i think it was real silver yeah <laughs> with like detailing of like the lord of the rings brings the power and you get your boxes of candy and your drinks and whatever yeah and you just have it and you go into the theater and then i was hearing like rumblings i'm like oh yeah we're watching it in 8k and i was like oh, we're gonna watch it in 8k like what projector yeah the th- and then we go in there and the screens or what I've always wanted to experience is it's it's a bunch of min, mini LED panels yeah. that build a screen. And I think as soon as we walked in there, I'm like, are the lights like it's so bright and vivid? Like the it's blacks beautiful. are black on the screen, the brights, like the high spot, everything is even across the board. Yeah. So when you're watching it, you are just like mesmerized of how bright and vivid and just 
engrossing the screen is. Yeah. And I, I think like that's what we just kept talking about. Just, the screen looks amazing. The, yeah, the, no, the show looked incredible on there. Yeah, the sound, for me, it was the sound um, really like pierced through me. Yeah, they did it, stab you a couple times. Yes, did we, yeah. we sat on the, did we mention that we sat? We sat in the front row. Front row. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, you know, what? what is it? Uh, uh, clockwork orange where they had the eyes <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like vivid imagery just thrown in your face that's how it felt when it when you're sitting that close yeah. to such a high resolution screen uh there were times where i had to like bend down and stretch out my neck because yeah. my neck was like but the seats were really comfortable the seats were really comfortable and even being front row like it like the front row i feel like in theaters here is a lot more egregious yes. here at least like yeah i'm looking up but it's not like it's I, could, like, I could look the side. I can at I least could see what's happening. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, one thing I w- wish I was able to do, and you know, we we got to s- go outside and be part of that studio, but like that studio is very famous for a lot of things. Like Gone with the Wind was filmed there, yeah. so I would I, I would love to go back one day and actually experience, take a tour of it, and and get a tour of like this historic building because Culver yeah. Studios is yeah, it's huge, it's huge. It's and it's it has like a lot of film history towards yeah. it as well. Um, but yeah, like everything that we got out of that screening was so unexpected. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what to expect. I thought we were all like 800 people. I think were invited to this, this premiere. I'm like, are we all going to watch it? And like, where, where are they going to put all 800 yeah. people in one? So screen? we're all, we are all, we're all separated, yeah. but it was really, really cool. Um, really enjoyed it really. And we also got the showrunners to show up at our theater yeah, they, I don't they, know who else showed up in the other theaters, but probably cast and other ones. Cast, yeah. But um, yeah, they just talked about their love of making this film, yeah. and, how and then they, they recognized us because we because that's the benefit yeah. of being front row is that as soon as they saw us, they're like, "Oh, hey guys!" Yeah, like, oh. was like, "Hey, hello!" We're like, "Okay, hi, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Thanks for making the show." Yeah, <laughs> it's a really cool moments, especially yeah. for us who we're just new to this. Like, it's only been three years, and we started this as like yeah. uh, our first Hollywood premiere, uh, first Hollywood premiere. Yeah. And we when we started this, like. I know these guys. This was their their goal for me yeah. was just. And he's like, Look, I want to talk about movies. I just want, I want to talk like, about why. If I show up, I show up. If I don't, but here <laughs> we are, don't. like three years later, to yeah. be invited to these things and just to experience and connect with like all the Amazon people and the our prime reps and yeah and our just the Canadian entertainment world that we are now a part of. That's yeah, pretty cool. It's cool. Such nice people, like especially our Canadian our Canadian press. Like shout out to like. No, we had Morgan Hoffman, Morgan Hoffman, Mariska, Mariska Fernandez, uh, Brock, Caleb, like Mo, uh, Mo Mose, Mose from uh, CT Montreal. Yeah, Prosecco. what a lovely, lovely man. Yeah, he is. He's so funny. A lot, a lot of great people in this industry, and yeah, you know, that, that's what kind of made us feel so much more welcome. So yeah, huge shout out to them. Yeah, shout out, shout out to them. And then shout out to Prime Video Canada. Oh, love Prime Video. My favorite. Dude, Bezos my was favorite. at apparently Bezos, <laughs> Bezos was at this party. Bezos was there. Now the problem is, I was really drunk at this after party, so I I saw a lot of bald men. A lot. Of, every bald man was. And I was Bezos. like, is that Bezos? And then I'd have Daniel be like, shit, that's a tree. Oh, okay, cool, okay. cool, cool. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was there. We didn't see him, but Cynthia Irvo was there as well yeah, too. We didn't yeah. see her. Yeah. Um, Bear McCreary, who is the we had a chance composer, to him, yeah. who again, like the the soundtrack is out for the show, oh and God. I've been listening to it nonstop. It is phenomenal. And then as someone who adores film soundtracks, I know you guys do too. But as, as to speak for myself, like someone who like constantly listens to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack, yeah, this is like up there with what Howard Shore has done. And Howard Shore did do the theme song, yes. theme song for the, the show The first too. eight tracks on this soundtrack, by the way, yeah. are just phenomenal. It's like unreal. I, I, I've been doing my, my evening walks and runs and I just have the soundtrack on. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Are you being chased by orcs? 
feels like it that's, is. That's how I that's how I get faster. Um, yeah. But it's funny because we we you know we spoke to Bear McCreary um at the after party and we're like hey man like listen we're just such big fans of your work and you know we're so excited for god of war and he's like oh man like you you're not ready for ragnarok and i'm just like okay yeah i'm gonna start they, crying he now. took a sword and plunged it through us yeah i think it was the leviathan axe he, he did, did yes, yes um but no it, it was just cool and i and i think what what being at that after party obviously there was a crazy drone show that happens oh my which god head over yeah. to our instagrams to see that um we got our our portraits taken very did, so yeah. walking into this after party they had each character's portrait portrait which was shot fantastically and it, it showcases like just the realness of their character yeah so they actually had something like that um further down in the in the in the party where you can actually take your own portrait uh in black and white with the elvish lord of the rings writing it's really surrounded cool. around you it was really 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 cool um and then there's great food like i said there was that food that was being like just brought around on platters it was it was just such a cool yeah. event you know open and bar open bar she knows all about oh, it man. That's <laughs> the only time i'll ever drink really is an open bar well who wouldn't <laughs> yeah but i'm just saying like i don't normally ever drink and then you say it's free and i'm like well put it inside well, so let yeah me she had like liquid courage liquid she had liquid i courage knew that me. i knew that this is not something that we get to go to often so i'm like gentlemen follow me like the we were, i was taking you guys like to we had uh uh, Andy Machete just kind of hanging out. I'm like, hey, Andy. But I didn't. I didn't go that hey, intense. Uh, Andy. I was, like, uh, I was like, Andy, can I talk to you for a second? And I we just got to gush with him yeah. and just talk about stuff. There's also the director of Jay Bayona. Yeah, yeah. He was there too. He was have, there. Had all taking shots of tequila. It was awesome. Great yeah. time. It was. It was just cool because you see people just celebrating something. Yeah. And celebrating the show, which again we're going to be talking about a lot over the next couple. Weeks. I can't wait to talk about the show. That and that's the thing that I'm looking forward to. Like you guys know, starting Sunday, our Lord of the Rings interview series leading up to our review on Wednesday. Um, there's so much to talk about. There's so much more that we want to say, but we cannot say yet. But this is going to be a show that um, I think we'll be talking about for a very long time. I agree. Yeah. Amazing time in LA. And amazing, I'm, I'm amazing really hope again, I think at the end of it, thank you to, again to our friends at Prime Video Canada for making it happen for us, for inviting us to be part of it. And I'm hoping that we get to do it down the road again and uh, bring you more fun LA stories, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, it was a great time. And uh, again, Stay tuned for all of our Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power uh, coverage. This is one of the most anticipated shows. This is Amazon's biggest show. So you better believe that we're going to come correct with giving you all the information that we possibly can about just how much fun we had yeah. with it. Also, a most expensive show ever made. So most no pressure at all. Most show ever made. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Make sure to follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and join our Discord and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Our show notes has all that information. Again, the Rings of Power coverage will be dropping next Sunday. We're going to be leading up with a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool videos, a lot of cool audio sound bites and and stuff that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next